Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. been to a party and you say to yourself, I'm not going to talk about politics or religion at this party. I, I desperately want to, but I don't want to talk about it at the same time. That's what leadership is like for me. The topic of leadership. I both absolutely hate the topic and absolutely love it at the same time. It's like politics. Depending on who you're talking to and what conversation you have, you're either having a marvelous conversation or it's the most miserable experience of your life. The question I have for you today is, is it possible for someone to teach leadership without ever having ever done anything worthy of having followers? Is it possible that somebody who really has never been a great leader could teach leadership. It happens all the time. I drive down the street, I see a church talking about leadership, or I open the paper, some speakers come in and talk about leadership. There's a podcast on leadership, there's an event about leadership, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Is there anybody in here that's truly an expert? And if they were, would they be talking about leadership? So back to my original question. Is it possible to teach leadership without ever doing anything worthy of having followers? And the answer is yes. You could absolutely teach principles of leadership, but teaching principles of leadership without ever doing something is kind of like saying, I could become a great teacher of marathon runners. Oh, yeah, you could learn marathon strategy and running strategy and striking the ground the right way and the technologies. I mean, you could really study the human body. But if you've never been a marathon runner, do you really know what it's like to be at that exhaustion at mile 21? Do you really know what it's like to feel your bowels moving and you think, I can't make it to the toilet? And I'm in the middle of a run. Do you ever know what it's like to have those aches in your feet and it's excruciating and you got seven more miles to go? If you've never been a runner, can you really be a marathon expert? If you've never led, can you really teach about leadership? It's a question. The other thing I think about about leadership training is it's a lot like that game called Guitar Hero. You remember, remember Guitar Hero? God, it was so much fun. They had a whole bunch of music, and you'd put all, you'd get this guitar, and you'd strap it over, on, and as the music would play, you'd strike these fake chords at the right time as the sound was hitting on the television screen. It was so much fun. But no matter how great you were at Guitar Hero, were you really a guitarist? No. 
Teaching leadership does not make you a leader. Teaching leadership does not indicate that you've ever been a leader. So here we go. I'm going to talk a little bit about leadership from a perspective of the five components I think are fundamental in leadership, and I don't think you can ever go outside these five. I'm not saying I'm some great expert, I'm some leader. What I'm saying is these are the characteristics of leadership that are worthy of being followed. These are characteristics of leadership that makes a person consistently leadership material worthy of being followed. Number one is integrity. Yeah, that's right, integrity. Quite simply, it's doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Integrity cuts out all the baloney. It says, I'm doing the right thing every day because that's what I want to do. A true leader doesn't do the right thing because someone else is looking. They don't do it at the right time because it's due. They don't do it for reasons other than that's the very best. In fact, integrity is all about best decisions every day. Think about a person with the greatest amount of integrity, a strong person of integrity. They've made a decision weeks, months, years, or decades ago. They've made a decision in the past that governs what they will do now. See, leadership is not about the person being placed in a role. Leadership is about the character in a person that was established, that was built months and years ago that leads to a great decision now. Doing the right thing at the right time for all the reasons, all the right reasons. You know, the reality is people may not be able to put their finger on all the criteria for a leader, but they know bullshit when they see it. They can sniff it out. They can... They can smell it. They know when somebody's not being genuine. And when somebody's not being genuine, they can't lead because they don't have integrity. They haven't made decisions years ago that leads to great decision-making every time, the right time for the right reasons right now. Next, I think if you're a great leader, you have to have a thing called capacity. Capacity is your ability to make an impact over and over and over again. Some people, and I've met them, I know people that own companies that their dad gave them, people that own companies that were left to them in a will or somebody retired and it became theirs. And it wasn't because they had the capacity to lead. They were simply born into a position in which they would become the owner of a business. See, inheriting a business or having one handed to you is not capacity. Capacity is when you have the real ability to make an impact and you have an environment that is open to you making an impact. It's not when you've got an ability to make an impact and it's given to you, no. It's not when the environment is open to you but You've done nothing for yourself. It's when you have the ability to make good decisions over and over and over 
in an environment that's open to your ability to make that impact, that is capacity. Capacity means most likely you are within the group of individuals the most effective, the very best, the most consistent. These are not the only criteria for leadership. Some people become leaders because they're great communicators. Some people become leaders because they were in the right place at the right time. So there are elements of leadership, but when a person over and over and over has the ability to make great decisions, great opportunities have followed them, these people are leaders. I want you to consider the coin flip. Let's say that I'm having to make a tough decision and I'm being put in a place of leadership and I I don't know what to do, so I sneak over to my desk and I sit down and I say, oh, crap, I don't know what to do. So I tell you what, I'm going to flip a coin. If it's heads, we'll make decision A. If it's tails, we'll make decision B. So I flip a coin, it's heads, we go with A, and I'm right. Is that leadership? No, because I didn't prove that I have the ability to make good decisions over and over and over. I can't continuously make an impact in my environment. So number one is a person who's going to lead has to have integrity. And integrity doesn't start at the minute they decide to have integrity. Integrity starts years in advance. Number two, a person has to have the capacity to make great decisions over and over and over. They can't just make a lucky decision. That's just, it's just luck. A person who's truly a leader knows how to build a process of thinking through decisions that means over and over and over they're going to be successful. Number three, a person who is a real leader understands the concept of sacrifice. First, they understand that they sacrifice themselves on benefit of others. They truly put their self second and put others in first place. They truly and deeply care about the other guy. You know, I had a situation years ago where this super, super talented guy worked for me. God, he was a great, great person. But he started taking credit for other people's work as if it was his own. And it was heartbreaking because I watched him do it. And as it started to eliminate or deteriorate his team, it started to wreck the whole foundation of our company. He started to take credit where he did not have credit due, and other people were going to quit and leave the company. And these were really good people. These were people of high capacity. Over and over and over, those people could make great decisions. And this guy was going to take their credit from them and run them off. And I had to fire him. I had to sit down with him, tell him what he was doing wrong, ask him to correct it, and when he didn't, I had to let him go. He and I have not spoken to each other since, and it's, it's terrible for me because I truly loved him as a person. He's a great guy. But he didn't understand the concept of sacrifice, that other people come first. You have to truly care about other people sacrificing yourself. You postpone 
your own selfish desires for the betterment of the team. You, I'm going to repeat that, you postpone your own selfish desires for the betterment of the team. Long-term overtakes short-term. give you an example. Not long ago, my youngest son transferred to a new school, and he was put on a basketball team. And he was young. He was young in high school, and and he was a big kid. So you know that as he gets older, he's going to get bigger and stronger and faster, quicker, better skills. But in those early days of basketball, as an example, it was always the little guys that had already developed their talent. They were quick. They handled the ball really well. They had already grown in their body. They weren't going to get any bigger. So they were really good basketball players. And I sat in the stands one game where the two biggest kids in the school got about 30 seconds of playtime in that game through the whole game. The whole game. 30 seconds. And these are the kids that are going to be, as juniors and seniors, the ones that play power forward or center or a a strong position where they got to clear the lane. You've got to give them time to play. And the coach didn't play them at all. And I I pulled him aside and I said, Coach, it's freaking ninth grade basketball. It doesn't matter at all. You're sacrificing the development of your young talent for a win in a game today that doesn't make a, a hill of beans difference. No one cares in the whole world who won a ninth grade basketball game that meant nothing. So you sacrificed long term for a stupid win today. That, my friends, is not leadership. If you're going to really lead You understand the term, the concept of sacrifice. You lose early to win late. Now, what does lose early mean? That means you don't rush off to a meeting. You grab somebody and say, come on with me. I want you to listen in. You don't go to the presentation and handle it all yourself. You bring somebody along and you let them present so they become better and better and better so that someday they can do it without you. You don't just hurry to the win. You take other people along with you and you make sure that you sacrifice what was convenient for yourself for the betterment of others. Lose early and you'll win late. A team that develops their whole talent pool early will be successful for years and everyone will be happy. Those that try everything they can do to win in week one and week two only at the sacrifice of late games, never make the playoffs. Okay, so we've talked about three of them, integrity, capacity, and sacrifice. What's the fourth? The fourth is something that I think is critical in today's world. There's a thing called the Peter Principle. The Peter Principle says that people rise in an organization to their level of incompetence. I'll say it again. People rise in an organization to their level of incompetence. In other words, I'm a great sales assistant. So I'm really, really good as an assistant. So they promote me to a salesperson. And I go out on the road, and I'm just kicking butt out on the road. I'm just selling like crazy. So they make me a regional sales manager where I'm traveling around with all the young people. We're closing bigger deals together. and My region's doing great. And then they finally call me in and give me a big pay raise and move me to the home office where I never see customers anymore 
but I'm the vice president of sales. See, the Peter Principle says people rise in an organization to their level of incompetence. I kept moving up in an organization until my job didn't fit me, and I was terrible at it. The problem is today that there's a new thing called the Peter Principle Revisited, and the Peter Principle Revisited says that the demands of the job change until a person is no longer able to handle it. The demands of the job are what cha- is what's changing. So in real leadership, not only must you have integrity, capacity, and sacrifice, but you've got to have development. You've got to be developing yourself, constantly improving who you are, what you know, what are your skills, who are the individuals that you're connected with, in other words, your influence. You're constantly learning. You never, ever stop. If you're going to stop, you're going to die. You've got to be moving. You've got to be taking classes, reading items, studying, going to lectures, being around the smartest people, being near the action intellectually. When you stop training your brain, you stop leading other people. Oh, you can still tell them what to do, but that's not leadership. Leadership is when people want to follow you. Hey, all of you millennials out there that are listening to me, this is all about you. The millennials today have a different philosophy about the way that they accept or follow people. They have two different views. There's the acceptance view of leadership and the authority view of leadership. Let me switch them. The authority view says, I made that person the leadership, the leader, therefore you must follow that person. So if I say, I'm going to make Joe the leader of the department, but people can't stand Joe and he's a complete jerk, that's going to make it really difficult for Joe to lead the team. Because I established his leadership through my authority. It didn't come from himself. It came from a third party, an outside influence. And the millennials of today say, I don't want to follow that guy. What they say is, I want to follow somebody who continuously proves to me that they're worthy of being followed. And that's called the acceptance view of of leadership. The millennials today say, I'll follow you as long as you continue over and over and over to prove to me that you are the man that you are worthy of being followed, that you have something special. And my friends, if you're not developing yourself, then you don't deserve to lead. You can manage. You can supervise. But that's not leadership. Those are tasks within the job. Leadership is who you are as a person. So you've got integrity, capacity, sacrifice, development, and finally, poise. A leader exhibits poise. What is poise? Poise is how you behave and how you present yourself as an expression of who you are. How you behave and how you present yourself as an outward expression of who you are. Last week, I was invited to a special dinner and There were very influential people there, very special people. And there was a cocktail hour. And the cocktails were an hour long before the event ever occurred. 
a real leader has to understand that you can get yourself, if you have cocktail hour, an hour or two hours before dinner, and you haven't eaten since lunch, there's a good chance that that first drink's going to go right to your head, and you could say and do stupid things. Poise says, hold on, slow down, let's take some sips, let's don't make a fool of ourselves, let's behave in a, in a manner that's an outward expression of who I am as an individual. It is all about how much you say and what you say. It's all about who you talk about. Do you ask questions of another person or do you have to tell the story about yourself? It's all about, did you listen intently and truly care about other people? How did you dress? Did you dress in a manner that it was worthy of who you are and where you're going? Did you honor people in the way you dressed? Were you classy and conservative? Did you look great? Were you your best? See, many times people say, oh, I've earned the right to do this and to do that. And I think, well, yeah, you've earned the right to act like an idiot. And that right is quickly slipping out of your fingertips. See, in a lot of our life today, just like the acceptance view of leadership, you have to continue to promote to people why they follow you. Do they follow you because they have to, or do they choose to do it? You know, in marketing, if you buy a brand new vehicle, you think, wow, look at all the money that those people are throwing away. I already bought a brand new vehicle. The research in marketing says that we need to market to somebody before they buy a brand new vehicle, as well as after they buy a brand new vehicle, so that we can validate their choices. See, It's just like that in leadership. I can't just have you follow me once as a leader. I've got to ensure by right behaviors and consistency that I'm going to be able to lead over and over and over. You know, politicians stand in front of us. They're they're on on the stump talking about all the great things they're going to do. They get in these television debates and they get an hour of online television and national audience telling about what they're going to do. And they begin the process of leadership. They're voted into office. But then reality hits. If they're really going to be a leader, they've got to have integrity. They've got to have the capacity to make decisions over, over, and over. They've got to demonstrate that they're thinking about other people over themselves. They've got to be continuously developing themselves even while they're in a position of authority. And finally, they've got to have the poise that's an outward, positive expression of who they are. They've got to continue to earn our respect They've got to continue to earn the right to lead. See, leadership isn't just about words. It's not about books. It's not about how many leadership books you've got on your shelf or what conference you went to. It's all about what decisions you make today that are going to rock solid, create the foundation for decisions you'll make in the future. Do you have the highest level of integrity Are you over and over and over able to make a great decision? Are you willing to put other people's needs in front of yourself? Have you made a commitment to developing yourself because who you are today is not enough for tomorrow? And finally, 
Are you in control of yourself so that you are an outward expression of who you want to be? Those, my friends, are my thoughts on leadership. I don't have a lot of excitement about just randomly reading books. What I like to do is I find those people that I truly believe are great leaders and that I read what they had to say. Rarely will they tell you their philosophy of leadership. They'll tell you stories. And it's from those stories that you and I can glean insight into the true elements of great leadership. I wish you well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends. Share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.